Welcome to another episode of Small Bites with Mirabate Spuds. Today we are diving into the lovely s'mores. Oh, what a great summer treat, right? Yeah, ever wonderful. Very delicious. A stack of joy. Yes. If you don't know what a s'mores is, I would say that maybe you live under a rock, but they yeah. are made up of three different components marshmallows, <laughs> graham crackers, and chocolate, most typically. There's also many varieties nowadays, which we'll get into. But first of all is the marshmallow. I think the most important part of a s'more. <laughs> it is the quintessential thing that just like takes it to s'more level. You can't have a s'more without a marshmallow. That's, that is agree. impossible. I would agree. Actually, we did have the one with the banana and it was good. Oh, that's true. But was that a s'mores really? It didn't feel like a s'mores to me a little bit. <laughs> is it s'mores or s'more? <laughs> I don't I think it's s'mores. S'mores. A s'mores. Or is that plural? I need I a don't s'more. know. Make me a s'more. <laughs> Let's go make s'mores. <laughs> you never have just one, so I think it's s'mores. The origin of the marshmallow. Let's talk about that first. So the very first marshmallows came from actually a plant called Althea officinalis. Mm-hmm. And early civilizations, including ancient Greeks and Romans, used to use the root and leaves of the plant for medicinal purposes. They often helped with inflammation um, and also could be used as a laxative. So mm-hmm. in fact, the word Althea comes from the Greek Altheo, meaning to cure. Who knew? That's interesting. I did not know that. And it was the French who first marketed marshmallow as a treat rather than a medicine. So combining the root juice of the plant with eggs and sugar beaten into a foam, they formed this really soft paste into a lozenge and called it pâté de guimauve. I don't know how you say that. (laughs) Its purpose was twofold, basically to soothe the throat and to taste good. (laughs) But this treat was honestly very expensive and labor intensive much like any like marshmallow based medicine of the day it was just hard to you know manufacture that that plant um so by the end of the 19th century gelatin had replaced the juice from the actual plant because it was close in taste and form but also a much cheaper alternative Hmm. gelatin also has a much fluffier texture as more than half of an average marshmallow is just air (laughs) it's crazy more than half there's nothing in them (laughs) Uh, no substance that's why you can just like keep popping those without even like yeah it's funny that they went from being medicinal to having no substance (laughs) (laughs) very true And by the 1890s, according to period newspaper reports, marshmallow roasts were honestly already like a summer fad. People were roasting them in the summertime. So it's pretty old tradition. (laughs) That certainly is. Graham crackers are also an essential part of a s'more. And they were originally invented to curb sex drive. This blew my mind. This was like (laughs) the funniest part of researching s'mores because I was like, hold the phone. Why? So in early 19th century, New Jersey and Presbyterian minister Sylvester Graham believed that humanity uh, was on its way to moral collapse due to the um, obsession with our carnal desires. Wow. So <laughs> he also dramatic. believed, yeah, so dramatic. <laughs> he also believed that food, the food we were eating was greatly contributing to our like undeterred need to have sex. And he was like, a simple steak dinner and wine could just, you know, increase the concubescent excitability of the genital organs. A a dinner of steak and wine can do that. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> You're correct. <laughs> He's not wrong. Okay, that part's not crazy. <laughs> the right so lighting. Need, mm. need the right lighting. The mood lighting. The <laughs> it's the trifecta. <laughs> For this reason, he promoted a special process of baking using only finely ground, unbleached wheat flour, wheat bran, and coarsely ground germ. And out of this came a bland, dry cracker that he named after himself the Graham Cracker. Hilarious. <laughs> that is amazing. Wow. I like that he named something that was supposed to be like unsexy in yeah. any way after himself. <laughs> yeah, that's a bizarre choice. This man must have been biased as fuck. Yes. Actually, it's like, how can I else can I keep the ladies away? Here's this bland, dry cracker, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> it's named after me. You want to be with this? You can I wonder it. what he would say about it being used in this way now to like oh, make a s'mores. Bastardized. We've sexified Bastardized. it. It's it's ooey gooey melty sex in your mouth to this man. Exactly. Oh exactly. my god, he's probably mad. He's rolling in his grave. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. There are a few of potential precursors to the modern day iteration of the s'mores we now know today. So Victorian era funeral cakes were usually specially prepared on the death of a loved one and sometimes included chocolate and marshmallow. So during the 1890s, a marshmallow roasting fad took hold of summer resort towns in the Northeast, which I love thinking of this like sweeping the nation and being like, have you roasted a marshmallow yet? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) So places like Asbury uh, Park in New Jersey hosted them and often drawing are like a large crowd of young people. And especially since like newspapers at the time were calling these roasts an excellent medium for flirtation since people could nibble off each other's sticks. I mean, over a firelight too, this is quite romantic. Quite romantic. And look at it again. Already making it like sexual. (laughs) I love it. This is like an innocent child thing to me that now has got this totally different, totally different mindset towards it. It's a sex treat, sex symbol, yeah, (laughs) of the dessert world. Yes. And Malamars, which are essentially s'mores in a cookie form, first Mm. appeared on shelves in 1913. Moon pies soon debuted a few years later and were also basically another like s'mores cousin. I didn't even think to kind of loop that in with this, but that makes sense. It kind of translates. (laughs) The first official recipe for a s'more came out in actually 1927 from the Girl Scout guidebook, Tramping and Trailing with the Girl Scouts. I love it. I was like, wait, the Girl Scouts invented (laughs) s'mores? They wanted to put it down. They like put the recipe in the book quick. Put it in there. (laughs) We want the credit. (laughs) Yes. It was actually called the Some More, and it was, you know, probably, you know, changed through iterations through time, but originally it intended to feed 16 hungry Girl Scouts. Whoa. And the recipe was later credited to the troop leader, Loretta Scott, crew, and calls for 16 graham crackers, eight bars of plain chocolate, and 16 marshmallows. It says to toast the marshmallows to a crispy, gooey state. And then push the mar- put the marshmallow on top of the chocolate bar and in between two graham crackers, and voila, you've got a some more. It's not really <laughs> clear when we shortened it to simply s'more, but a lot of Girl Scout publications kept referring it to it as the some more until at least 1971. Probably some like drunk people around a fire. Okay, we know a s'more. Yeah, a some more is hard to say. Some more. Yeah, s'more. it just starts blurring when you start slurring, you know. <laughs> So, how to toast your marshmallow? This is highly subjective and debated. We posted a video on our (laughs) 
Instagram, I think over Memorial Day weekend where we made s'mores and we debated this when we were, were doing this and we got a lot of different results, a lot of different feedback, but there's actually a National Marshmallow Roasters Institute, which has branches in Sacramento, Columbus and Paris Random. that has some helpful tips. I'm just like, I literally, <laughs> I, we'll share this website on our link tree because the site itself is amazing. And the things that are on this website are hysterical. And the fact that there's like an institute that's like, no, this is the proper the way, way yeah. to do it. These are dedicated great. people. These are dedicated, dedicated people, people like you and me. I want to be a part of that club and go to the meetups. It sounds great. <laughs> is there membership fees? Should we join? I don't think there are. I think we could hop on in, you know? Let's do it. They want us. Exactly. Is there, (laughs) what would you say is like your way to, I know you're not a big marshmallow person in general, but what is your technique? So this, this is going to go back to my earliest days. I was probably five or six and we were roasting marshmallows in the fireplace at our aunt's lake house in Kokomo. And I went to blow out my marshmallow, which was on fire, and the flames blew back and did not go out and burned my chin. And at the time, I did not react. And I, had, I said I was fine. I said I was fine. And then I had like blisters all over my chin. And I remember it was just like a terrible, terrible experience. And for years after, I did not eat a s'more for years, for years. Literally I probably scarred by them. <laughs> I think probably 20 20- 20 years. Like I maybe, maybe had one that someone what? else made, but I did not roast a marshmallow. I don't, I don't recall ever roasting a marshmallow for probably 20 years. Oh my so, God. <laughs> yeah. I really just was like, no, I don't want it. It's cool. I'm fine. So I don't really have a technique and I still don't really enjoy roasting marshmallows. I like to watch it and I like to do it, but I, I don't love it. I don't love it. So <laughs> I don't have a technique. There is no technique here. I, I do want it to be Browned, but not on fire. My new thing is like, let's not go that far. But then sometimes I underdo it, and that's very disappointing and gross to me. I don't like raw marshmallows. I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah, the underdone <laughs> is never as good. I'd, I'd prefer overdone to underdone. If it's not so melting mm-hmm. right yeah. away and it's not melting your chocolate at all, it's a trash s'more. You ruined it. It's a trash. It's a trash project. It's a cooking <laughs> fail. <laughs> it's spring ghosts all over again. <laughs> Strong opinions for someone who doesn't even roast them <laughs> <laughs> What do you do? What's your technique? Apologies. Let me, let me look back. I up. mean, I, I get up in there. I like it like pretty much burnt, you know? And then I yeah. just, like, at worst case, you just take off the burnt casing part and then you got the ooey gooey inside, burnt you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have the patience for the low and slow browning, you know? Yeah. It's, that, not it's a lot. That's a lot for me, yeah. also. I'm not a patient person. That's why it's a little, it's not my jam. It's not my yeah. jam. It wasn't made for me. Honestly, but. I like your technique of just making somebody else do it for you. That's mm-hmm. the best way. <laughs> bring it to me when it's done. Like, That's you just bring way. it to me when it's done. I love you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> you take your life on the line. You want to burn your face off? You go ahead. <laughs> I mean, blow on it before. I think that was <laughs> the lesson. I learned my lesson. To learn. Too close to the face. Too close. It's too close. <laughs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> Nowadays, right. there's also a lot of alternative fillings for s'mores, which is probably one of the best parts. Literally, you can have like a s'mores bar where you have all the different things like peanut butter cups, hazelnut butter, Nutella, caramel, lemon curd, even raspberry jam. You can even do different things from graham crackers. You could do chocolate chip cookies, you could do wheat crackers. I mean, like yeah, we saw one with things. like uh, Rice Krispies. Yes. That I wanted. That I wanted. I was like, ooh, I really love a Rice Krispie treat. So that's my favorite way to eat a marshmallow, actually would be that that's yes no brain hands down (laughs) and the u.s department of agriculture cautions that the traditional s'more is a 
is really not a healthy snack at all. So beware, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they propose substituting low-fat vanilla yogurt and strawberries for the chocolate and the marshmallow. That's not a s'more. <laughs> That's not a s'more. Yeah, but the graham cracker part, the government still says is okay. That's still a healthy snack. Okay, Graham. What's his (laughs) name? Yeah, Graham. Julius, what was his name? (laughs) Sylvester Graham. Yeah, Presbyterian minister. Oh, Sylvester. That's a good name. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah. (laughs) Priceless. Well, that's a classic treat. Go get yourself some this summer, people. Get out there. Start a fire. Safely, yeah. of course. Smoking the Bear's <laughs> birthday is coming up, I believe, on August 9th. He's turning 78, so only wow, you can... Wow, he's old. He is. He's old. 1940s, I think. Yeah, so... Hmm. Only you can right. forest fires, kids. <laughs> and that's the way the Malo toasts. That's the way yeah. to toast a Malo? <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to toast a Malo. <laughs>